for all things, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, game it's day. always game day in Kansas City. Now here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp. Cody, the Christmas holiday is upon us. We are days away. Are you ready? Is I, Santa ready at your house? I think so. So um, my kid seems to ride, the older one seems to ride a line of like kind of getting that Santa's a thing and that he, you know, brings stuff, but then also has some questions like, why is some of this already here? And I hadn't put like, so we have fi- we filled our stockings. My wife's family did that. Like it wasn't uncommon. So all the stockings were full, except for I hadn't put the things I had purchased for my wife in them. So she was saying, oh no, is, is like, is mom on the naughty list? And you're like, no, she's fine. Uh, there'll be presents in there. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Just give me time. Thank God I'm not a parent yet. I would not know how to feel those questions. Uh, eventually they get old enough and they figure it out. You just, you know, you just make it up. You lie mostly, Kayla. That's the short answer. I'm a horrible liar. I can't lie. Well, kids are go- no, no per- poker face whatsoever. <laughs> Well, you figure it out. One way or the other, uh, there'll be presents, and I think they'll be excited. So, yes, Christmas week is upon us in the Tap household. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get to the football. Uh, Cody, Mahomes has moved back to the MVP favorite. Is this his most impressive season as a pro? And, by the way, yes, as we know, Jalen Hurts has a sprained right shoulder. He is questionable for the Cowboys game on Saturday. Um, Mahomes leads the league basically in every stat. I mean, I don't know what else you need at this point, but. Well, and that's, so the MVP favorite thing, I understand that that happened because Jalen Hurts got hurt. And I know that today or yesterday, they said that they wouldn't, Sirianni said he wouldn't rule him out and did all the normal Wolverine stuff we hear with all super athletes. He heals faster than all of us. So we'll see, right? Um, But that's why when it's that close, when it's that close between two players, Mahomes and Hurts, and one guy shows one little slip, even if that slip is an injury, then you know, then you know the markets are going to swing towards Mahomes, and they did. To answer your question on if this is the most impressive season for Mahomes, the answer is yes, it is. Because he's going to win the MVP again. And the last time he won the MVP, he had Tyreek Hill, and this time he doesn't. And I know that that seems like a really oversimplification of it, but he had a but that's it. And, you know, he had to score more points the last time because his defense was the worst in the NFL. And I know that that was his first full year as a starter. And he threw up 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards and all of those things. But look at some of the advanced stats. He's doing some stuff he's just never done. He's more efficient. Those 20 straight passes he completed in the last game were more than he's done at any one point. It just, to me, I just see the best version of himself. This, to me, is the most impressive year he's had because no nobody could have been sure that he was going to put up 5,500 yards and 40-plus touchdowns in a year in which he lost one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. It's exactly as you just said. Um, he's doing all of this without his best weapon. Um, he's had to carry this team on his shoulders at times, which we've seen him do in the past, but it just means more this year because of, you know, the new offense that we have. And I think he deserves his hands down. Yes, I'm biased, but 
It's no question. Well, that's the thing. We already thought he was supposed to, like, we already thought he was supposed to win the MVP. To me, the betting markets just indicate that other people really thought that too, and they were just waiting for one slip. I thought that was going to be last week. I was a little surprised it didn't move more than it did after the game because it was still Hurts as the favorite, minus 150, Mahomes at plus 150. So it was about even before the potential injury to Jalen Hurts. But Mahomes went through a game in which he completed 88% of his passes through no interceptions, through for over 300 yards. I was like, wait, you weren't going to move the marker? And Jalen Hurts was coming off one of his worst games. I was like, wait, what are we doing here? How was he already not the favorite? But I mean, go go through his seasons one by one. So even the year they won the Super Bowl. Well, he was limited, right? He only threw touchdowns in like the 20s, like 26, 27 touchdowns, only threw for like 3,800 yards. Missed games in the middle. He was great in the postseason. They came back from all those games. He was tremendous. And the year he won, I told you, the year he won the MVP, he was doing that with better weapons. And over the other couple of years, he obviously always puts up impressive stats. He just does. Those years also had Tyreek Hill. I, Juju Smith-Schuster missed a game. He has had, you know, his rookie wide receiver who they signed up to be big didn't put up big numbers. It's just like there's so many reasons. His offensive tackles, I don't think, have played really well. There's so many reasons why this season could have gone a bit haywire for him. And instead, he's putting up career statistical numbers. That's what gives me confidence to say he's having the best season he's ever had. It's like it's a culmination of all of those things put together. And it's it's and he's still doing the Mahomes magic stuff that we love to see that yeah, he he's is. done every year in the past. He's making plays out of nothing. He's he's doing crazy stuff that we don't see from any other quarterback in the league. With that said, do you see Allen or Burrow making a push? You know, maybe. I mean, I, I the the thing that's going to help the two of them. So, like, I was trying to decide. Normally, what we decide on who wins the MVP, Kayla, is. Do they have the stats and do they have the story? So Allen and, and Burrow really aren't terribly far behind on the passing touchdowns. They're four touchdowns and five touchdowns behind. Now, that's not insignificant, but they're, you know, they're in the range 30 and 31 touchdowns to 35. Okay. They trail by like five and 600 yards. Like, I mean, so they're, they're behind a full massive game in yardage to Patrick Mahomes. So, like, that's hard to overcome. The difference they'll have is if either of them beats the other, Josh Allen will have the we're the best team, we're the one seed. We beat Burrow, we beat Mahomes. The two guys who we fear the most in the postseason, we beat them both. That'll be Allen's mm-hmm. claim in the MVP. And Burrow, if he wins, will be I beat Allen, I beat Mahomes. So same argument. But he's going to get to say that from a from a perspective of, he hasn't accomplished those things yet, and people like voting for that. And they will have beaten each other. So, I mean, that that will boost them, but I still think that the number thing is going to hurt them. I don't know how you get to the end of this and you don't look at those numbers and say that Mahomes is ahead of you on touchdowns, total touchdowns, ahead of you passing touchdowns, ahead of you in passing yardage, total yardage. Because even if you give Josh Allen every bit of his rushing yardage and you give Mahomes every bit of his rushing yardage, Mahomes still garners the same kind of lead, four, 500 yards. And I think when you're up that amount, Kayla, it's really hard for them to overtake Mahomes. They are, as it sits after the Hurts injury, pretty much neck and neck with Hurts. So they see Burrow, Allen, and Hurts as the same likelihood to win the MVP award with Mahomes being the pretty clear favorite still. I think between 
the Chiefs' remaining schedule, the fact that Burrow and Allen have to go head-to-head, and the fact that Hurts is hurt. Yeah. Clears the way for Mahomes. Like, Chiefs just... face two of the worst pass defense in the NFL, and Denver, who he did really well against. So it's like, even the good pass defense, I'm like, well, he dominated them, so what's to make me think it won't happen again? Yeah. MVP for Pat. Por favor. He deserves it. He does. Here, here. <laughs> Cody, we know it has been the Chiefs, Cincy, and Buffalo all year, but do we have to start including Chargers in this conversation? They are now eight and six. They sit fifth in the AFC, second in the West, just three games back from KC. They have a pretty easy remaining schedule. They're at the Colts, home against the Rams, and then on the road at Denver. I mean, does any of those teams even have a fifth win? That might be one of the easiest remaining schedules left in the NFL. Once the Chiefs hey, got past the Texans. Don't sleep on the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they were doing a really good job kicking Minnesota's ass for a minute. Um, and then uh, not so much there, Kayla, towards the end. Um, I don't know if that's going to bury them. And now Jonathan Taylor's out for the season. Um, so maybe that's you know going to have an impact on it. So the reason why we asked this question is because the national media has started to include the Chargers again. And it's fun on this show to joke about the things that are easy. By the way, the Chargers, I, I looked it up. They do have the easiest remaining strength of schedule based on win percentage. Oh, so literally the easiest. So it seems pretty likely at this point that they are going to finish as an 11-win football team. And they have Justin Herbert. So as much as I like joking about the Chargers, I actually think the answer here is yes. Three of their losses have come against Kansas City and San Francisco. They lost to them by a total of 12 points. So that, I mean, that speaks for its own. Three against Kansas City twice. They lost five against, um, or 11 points, five against San Francisco in a really close game a couple of weeks ago. Now they have unexplainable losses, like when they let up 37 to Seattle. Mm-hmm. and lost to the Raiders in a game in which they were the better offensive team for a large majority of it. And they got their ass kicked by Jacksonville a million years ago when the team was totally different in like week three or four. But I do think that they're playing good football. And I think that the the part that makes me take them a little bit serious is I, I don't think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I don't feel that way about them yet. But I think if you end up being the team the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals, if you accidentally catch the Chargers in the first round, they can beat you. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't like about them. If you end up the two and the Chargers, who are currently the six, end up as the seven or end up as the six and you're the three because you're the third division winner, say Cincinnati, I don't think I'd want to be running into that team. That's a dangerous one to run into for a one-game sample. I don't think they can run through all three. I don't think they're consistent enough to run through all three of those teams in the AFC, but I sure as hell wouldn't run a, run into them in the first round. That's why I do think you kind of have to put them in this conversation. And I still think that they're more likely to go on a run than Miami because I think Herbert is a better quarterback than Tua. And they beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. That game scares me every time. Every time between um, Mahomes and Herbert – I don't know. We've played them close. There are always games where I don't feel great until it's over. And they are a team that I don't want to face in the playoffs because I can see them playing spoiler 100%. They're a good team. They just, they've got defensive talent. They've got offensive talent. I still have questions like across the board on them. I understand that like, we're like, 
they might win out their schedule, and they have one of the easiest remaining schedules. Beating Miami is impressive. There's no doubt. Beating Tennessee is not right now. Tennessee has lost five, four or five games in a row. And I know that they barely beat them. But I don't know. It's just, it feels like coaching is holding Herbert back more than the other. And if he just like lets loose one game, I'm not sure. Because like, it's crazy. So like Mahomes has 400 more passing yards than Justin Herbert on like 50 less attempts. So like Herbert throws it way more than Mahomes. So it's just like if in one of those games they decide to go deep, God, I hate it. I just hate it. I still don't think you have to put him in the – I still think that if you made me take the field or like you'd let me have, you know, everybody at better odds, I'd still tell you that I think the Super Bowl representative from the AFC is coming out of the three. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. But I, I you know, the, the Chargers just eh, – back there just a little bit enough in my brain to make me question it. They're like the little brother that's trying to yeah. get into the the game. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Cody, do we think Cincy can get it done against Buffalo? Because it feels like that is the game that will decide the one seed, no doubt. Uh, I'm kind of torn. I think I like the one seed more than I like giving Cincinnati the confidence. But could you imagine how scared you would be of Cincinnati if they went and beat Buffalo too? Be like, ooh, winning all those games in a row, just had a come from behind win against the Bucs, it didn't even take them to like the third quarter to take the lead back. I'm like, I don't think I'd like them beating the Bills because it would terrify me. So the answer is yes, I think they can. The problem is I can't predict that they will yet because Buffalo has been the better team and I think they're a really good matchup against Cincinnati. So when we start having these other conversations, I'm not super confident they will, Kayla. It just depends. I mean, obviously we both want the Chiefs to get the one seed. Do you actually think Cincinnati will get it done? Because my hopes with Miami fell short. Well, and it's a it's a home game for the Bengals. Yeah. Well, not, look, I don't think it's going to be the Bears. So it really feels like it's coming down to this one shot. If you want the Chiefs to get the one seed, it feels like it's coming down to Cincinnati and Buffalo. And either way, it's a good thing for you because Cincinnati losing could possibly put the Ravens back as a division winner, which would give you a chance. Maybe not perfect, but a chance at a three a two three matchup in the second round that would include the Ravens, not not Cincinnati. It's just. There can be bright sides to both, but you're going to need Cincinnati to lose more than just that one game or Lamar Jackson to start getting healthier and a quickness. I just hate that there's only one scenario I'm actively trying to avoid. And it's Chargers or Miami in round one, Cincinnati in round two, and Buffalo in round three for the AFC title game. Because I'm having a hard time seeing that that matchup, that trio is a Super Bowl winning combination for the Chiefs. How do we avoid that? (laughs) Get the one seed. Hope for Cincinnati to win. Do you actually think they will? Do you think Cincinnati will win? That's what I was saying. It's a home game. I think that's going to help them significantly. Um, Gosh, the way they're playing right now, they're playing scary football. They're playing better football than the Chiefs or the Bills. They're playing confident football. They're playing complete football and pulling for them, but it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, I want Buffalo to lose. I want the one seed, but I don't want Cincy to have all this confidence going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's not there's not a, a good winning scenario, but if it's one team gets confident or you may only have to play two playoff games, I think you have to choose two playoff games. Yeah, you do. I don't care how confident they're going to be because and I don't again, give the Patriots any chance in their game. No, and we know we can beat every team but the Bengals as it stands. So, yeah, well, if they play great football, they can beat anybody. The problem is the turnovers and all that stuff like Andy Reid talked on Tuesday about it. It's just 
you turn the ball over nine times, your special teams and Butker can't get on the same page. And he spoke about the issues after Dustin Colquitt kind of called out Tommy Townsend for the way the ball was being held. And Ooh. I didn't think we were getting special teams drama. Uh, oh, I like special punters. teams drama. So it's like all those things combined are what you're like, uh, it just comes down to like, you know what? It's probably more likely the Chiefs play don't screw up football two times in a row than three. So <laughs> I'll take my chances. Get your confidence, Cincinnati. Because in that scenario, that would make Buffalo the two, Cincinnati the three. And you would feel pretty confident that those two would play each other in the next round, which means you could wait to face whoever wins it in the AFC title game. I'll take those odds. I'll take those chances. Right there with you, pal. All right, Cody. A Chiefs super fan story, including bank robberies, has our attention. I saw this on Twitter. I didn't have time to investigate. So for those that don't know the story, give us the condensed version. What is going on? First, I, I'm shocked it took us this long to talk about it because this <laughs> is one of my favorite stories from the entire year. If for some reason you haven't been on Twitter and have not seen this story, there is a Twitter account for a fan called Chiefsaholic. On Sunday and then into Monday morning, some people were worried that he was missing. They had not seen him tweet at the Chiefs game, which was super uncommon for him, or about the Chiefs game, which was super uncommon. He had been to every single road game and was reportedly going to this one in Houston. So people are searching. They're texting into the show on Monday morning saying, where is he? Help us find him. We don't know where he is. They're contacting Mahomes Foundation, of which he bought a one-of-a-kind painting like two weeks ago because he had been on it and been a charity thing. Only to find out that when he is located, he was under arrest in Bixby, Oklahoma for bank robbery with an arm. He was an armed bank robbery. With a gun. Hello. The, the part I can't get over is, and again, all this is like technically alleged because he has not been convicted of this crime. He is under $200,000 bond, and you can see that based on the court filing. So that is very real and happening to him. But holy shit, has this guy been funding all of this like wild stuff for months? So I'll be honest, I had like a very cursory knowledge of him in general. I followed just enough people from tw Chiefs Twitter. I didn't follow him at the time. Then, like, some of that stuff had come up. I'd see him in a wolf costume, which is what he wore to every game, doing a little jump kick. Or he, you know, we got tweeted us that he had had a $1,000 anytime touchdown Jody Fortson bet in a game in which he won $18,000. He had shared a $5,000 Patrick Mahomes MVP ticket. So, seemingly, it was flashing quite a bit of cash. And then occasionally, it would stumble into my purview. But I wasn't super aware until this, until the bank robbery part. Because now, Kayla, it leads me to wonder if he's been funding this incredibly lavish lifestyle by robbing banks on the way to Chiefs game this entire time? This is like a 30 for 30 of Chiefs fandom. I thought the X factor getting in a fight with Red Extreme, being like walking on crutches out the hospital, I thought that was maximum super fan story for the Chiefs this year. And instead, we got a bank robber in the midst. Can we get NFL films on this? Um, anybody. Direct it by I, Spike Lee. I don't care who directs. Get somebody on this project. The Chiefs production team, perhaps. Um, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. Have you met this person? Or is no, he just... Or at least not that I know of. I haven't met him. Who robs banks anymore? I don't know, man. I, you know... Like, can we not just do things illegally on the internet to get money? Why are we robbing banks? That just feels so 
obvious and risky. Well, and like, was this like the, so I, the, you know what it is, is that I'm so interested in this story. It's like, I need to know everything that happens after because it, because it's funny too. It's like, holy shit, they spend an entire day being like, oh, we're worried about our friend. And where is this guy to dunking on him? It was just an incredible Twitter moment. Everybody coming with jokes. We're, we're playing the office scene where Michael Scott is saying, he's like, you know, the most interesting thing you can do in television or movies or real life is have a gun. You know, like, it's just like immediately everyone's all on the same page, all looking for deep connections. We're talking about robberies between that and Russell Wilson in the AFC West. It's gold. It's great, right? Everybody's on the same page. Let's make the jokes. But it's just, so like there's reports that maybe he was lying about the school he had went to or purported to go to and that there was no record of that. And then people found arrest records dating back to like 2012 and other things. Theft charges and some of what were those arrests for? Theft. Oh, so it's like this guy might have just been social media fake. Kayla, you've got to deal with this in LA. There is real life, and then there's the life that people report on social media. And I think what we happened here is this was not this gentleman's real life. He should not have been betting twenty thousand dollars on Chiefs games because either he did have it and now he doesn't because he lost it and then needed to rob a bank to supply it, or he's been robbing banks this whole time to be making those bets. This is wild. Con artists really fascinate me. He should have just been like a real housewife and done a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Or that FTX guy. Although he's going to jail too, so maybe not him. Be the kind that doesn't, like mid-level, yeah, multi-level marketing, that's where like you essentially run a scam, but nobody arrests you for it. They're like, but I don't need any of those things. And I'm roping in suburban housewives into doing it. It's like, yeah. But don't tell that to Jin Shaw. <laughs> but there's so many of them, right? There's kind of a never ending version of it. But instead, and like he did crazy stuff apparently on Twitter. He like gave away jerseys and gave away autograph stuff. And like, like, but there seemingly was no end to the amount of funds he had. So like, I have to think at this point. Like, it's pure speculation. Obviously, I can't prove this up. I'm not trying to purport this as fact. But I feel like he must have been committing all of these thefts and robberies for all of these years to fund this. How else does it make sense? This this goes deep. This is childhood trauma playing out in adult life. Everything starts from your childhood. I blame the parents. They had something to do with this. Well, in fairness, one one of the arrest records they pulled up was from his parents, like, purportedly... Uh, making like fake meal certificates for uh, like churches or schools or something. And they, and like an unnamed 17 year old was in there and it would have suit. He was that age during that time. So it's like, who the hell knows? He's a grifter. I think he might just be a classic grifter. How else am I supposed to think anything else at this point that everybody's worried about the guy? He pops up, he's spending a bunch of money, flashing cash. And then all of a sudden he's under arrest for robbing a bank. He got caught in six minutes, Kayla. Six minutes. Do you know how hard it is to get caught that fast for a bank robbery? I used to work at a bank. It's it's not it's not easy to rob a bank. Did you ever fear that there'd be a robbery working oh, at a bank? So I, I don't know. I mean, you do so much training on it. We got robbed once, but nobody really. Was there. Our ATM got stolen while I was working at the bank. Um, so somebody backed a truck up, knocked it down, put it in the back of the truck. And we're like, well, don't we have at the time? I'm sure our bank has cameras there now, or the bank I worked at has cameras there now. But it was like. Don't you guys have cameras pointing back? They're like, well, the camera we have is internal and it's in the ATM. I was like, so this guy's just going to get away with it? Like, what are you, t- he just can just steal an ATM and nobody can spot him? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Here, if you want some bank robbing tips, 
Yes. Um, in my time working in bank, there's a couple things to know. When they trained us for an eventual robbery, because they have to do that, the one thing that was really beaten into us is follow all their instructions. So we had money that was numbered. We had ink packet money. We had, you know, all the things you would think that you've seen in like a bank robbing movie. But if you rob a bank and you're like, do not give me that bank money, then you're not supposed to give it to them. They say you just follow every rule. Just do everything they say. Do everything they say to the letter of the law and move on with your day. They say, don't give them the, the bait money. Don't give them the bait money. And you're like, that's insane. They don't know. They're just normal. It's just normal looking money. But, you know, they're trying to keep you alive. So I'm glad everyone's okay. Like it is scary. I'm sure being a part of a bank robbery. I mean, I never had to like be a part of one, but it's a, uh, I just, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine having that big of a social presence and then trying to get away with a bank robbery. I just feel like you're better off writing a bad check or something like. Yeah. Bringing a gun into a bank and robbing it doesn't, it's just, that's so old school. Yeah. Bold, bold move. We were talking best bank robbery movies earlier today. That's, that's what we got into. I decided I liked baby driver and uh lock stock and two smoking barrels. We had, we had several heist movie conversations. Italian job. Italian job. Yeah, but that's fine. We'll count it. That's a heist movie. That's essentially yes. what we're talking about here. Heist movies. Okay, yes. Good times. Wow. I could go on about this forever, but we'll move on now. Uh, Cody, bringing this back to football, the Chiefs have now won seven straight AFC titles in a year that everyone went all in. Uh, what chance do you think they have to pass the Patriots' 11 straight division titles? Uh, 50-50. That sounds high, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, I'll take They're that. They're already at seven in a row. And I feel like if I don't say 50-50, then I am not being true to the word I said before this season, which was if every single team in your division goes all in, shoves every chip to the middle, that's bringing in Khalil Mack for the Chargers, that's signing Devontae's trading and then signing Devontae Adams for the Raiders, that's trading for and extending Russell Wilson if you're the Broncos. If all those teams do all of that, and only one of the quarterbacks is on a rookie deal. That's Justin Herbert. And that clock is ticking. 50-50. They, they had their chance. The Chiefs were supposedly in a rebuild mode. And you lost the division by three games. It's over. The division is already over. The Chargers can't win it. It's not even Christmas, as we had mentioned earlier in this episode. And they've lost the division. So I think a 50-50 shot. The reason why I wouldn't put it 100% is because like injuries can happen. And I still think Herbert's got one last puncher's chance maybe in it. But the Raiders are in a shit situation with a bad coach. The Broncos are in an even worse situation with a worse coach and a worse quarterback situation. So it's like, how am I supposed to assume they're losing this division anytime soon? This felt like a pretty good chance for the division. And they didn't even come that close. All great points. But I think it's safe to say that are the Chargers the most likely to knock them off in the next few years? Are we the most scared of the Chargers? Probably, right? I mean, wouldn't that be your answer? If I asked you, who I is mean, the team most likely to knock off the Chiefs from the division if they don't get to 11 straight? Because seven straight is the second longest in NFL history. It's really only the Chargers, isn't it? Unless Russell Wilson hits a time machine. Based on what we've seen this year, yes. I think the Chargers are the only ones we should be scared of. And I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not saying Russell Wilson can't play better, but this was their crack at it, man. He sold so much money. Their defense is really good. It was one of the best in the NFL all season long. And, and you know, it 
it can't defenses don't stay like that for 10 years. They stay that way for two or three years. So I guess you could answer the Broncos if you if you really do think that this one truly awful year from Russell Wilson is just one truly awful year from Russell Wilson, and next year he'll just be right as rain. Or I don't know, I guess you predict Tom Brady show up in Las Vegas like Pat McAfee was talking about. What? Like barring, well, I think every, so here's what happens to Tom Brady. Everyone wants to predict him to go to the best team that, that's available, right? Who is the team with the most talent that we can stick Tom Brady on? And the Raiders are somewhere in that category because mm. they've had defensive town and they have Devontae Adams and they have the cap space. But it's just like, is he really coming here? Does he really want to come to the AFC West? This feels like a mess. Like if I'm Tom Brady, I'm 45. The only, th- and I'm divorced. I'm divorced in 45. The only thing I care about is winning Super Bowl rings, not maybe playing for the Raiders, playing out in California where I grew up. No, 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 no. I am legitimately going to find the best roster in the weakest conference, in the weakest division, and I'm just going to give myself a chance. You really think he's going to want to go up against the best quarterback? I don't think Tom Brady fears that. I mean, I don't think you've got as many Super Bowl rings as he does and you fear Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's too smart for that. Tom's That's why he's 25 tr- anymore. This is why he tried to get to Miami. And I know that he would have to go up against Josh Allen, but he saw Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and what it looked like at the time of capable defense. And he thought, ooh, I can win with that. I'm going to get myself out of Tampa. I'm going to go to Miami with all this talent and we are going to score. And he was, that was the right idea. Miami is a good enough team that if Tom Brady were on it, they'd have an extra win or two. So it's, he had the right idea. I just don't think that right idea is in Vegas. But unless that scenario plays out, the only team we're really taking serious probably is, I would say the Chargers. I still have questions about Tom. He's in the worst division as it is. Yeah, he is. And he's still a sub five. He should, he should have retired, man. Kayla, I don't look, it probably wouldn't have saved his marriage. Um, but you got to walk, just walk. He's got like a $300 million TV deal on the line. Just walk. I know it's hard. Yeah. No one to hang it up. Yeah. No, no one's ever going to touch your Super Bowl title record. Just, just retire. Do you think this is his last year in Tampa? I think it's his last year in Tampa, but I I don't feel like he's leaving the league. Otherwise I feel like he'd have walked on Tampa sooner. Wild. Well, I hope the chiefs surpass the Pats 11. Because then that would mean that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. Yes? Yeah, I think so. All right. We are aligned. Cody, it is time for our weekly vibe check. It's going to be tough to top from last week. I was just going to say, I don't know how we topped last week's. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. Because we really, it's going to be hard to top that. We we traveled so many different categories. Remember, we all chose <laughs> a different genre. Um, you went Taylor Swift, which I thought was very good. I Thank had you. gone uh, Charles Dickens, which was probably a little <laughs> off the beaten path. Nick had gone the movie route, so we really, we'd really, we covered. are cultured, fam. We, we, we are cultured. I am gonna go holiday spirit instead for my, my vibe check. The problem is, is that what Kansas City is playing like right now versus what I want them to play like. What I want them to play like before the postseason, my vibe is I want a Christmas classic, right? I want Christmas vacation. I want Elf. I don't care what your favorite Christmas movie is. I want the Chiefs playing like that one that I know I'm going to want to watch every single year, no matter what. And right now against the Chiefs, I'm getting the middle of the road made for TV. Not, Not even made for TV. Not that bad. 
made for Netflix Anna Kendrick Christmas movie. Oh, what I, snap. you know, look, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's not that I won't watch it. It's not that it won't pop on from time to time or that I'll click it away as it's here. It's just fine. And that's what we're getting out of the Chiefs right now. We're just getting fine play that I can accept. I'll put on while I'm decorating the tree, but I want the hits back. I want the team who looks like they can dominate going into the postseason back for at least one game before we see the postseason run. It's nothing against the Anna Kendrick holiday movie. Perfectly acceptable. It's just not what you want one. If someone says put on one Christmas movie, you don't put on that one. You put on the ones you want the most. Love that. Wait, which which Anna Kendrick movie are we talking about? I don't know that one. Uh, There's one where she's like an elf. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, boy. See, look, see that it's never a good sign. (laughs) You know which one? I haven't watched the Will Ferrell one. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. The The new one? Spirited. Should I watch that? Spirited. That looks cute. I'm not against. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't either, but uh, I do think that I will uh, give it a crack here soon. Um, she Noel, that was the one. It was it was straight to Disney. Oh, twenty nineteen. It's actually honestly, it's not bad. Her and Bill Hader, it's perfectly fine. Again, it's not like oh, I want to turn this off immediately. It's just not the movie you want it. It's not. It's not a classic. It's not getting an everyday. It's not getting an every year play in the tap household. I see. Well, Cody, this begs the question, what are your top five Christmas movies? Ooh. Holiday um, movies. Okay, so Christmas movies, I definitely watch. Uh, Christmas Vacation is always on the list. Yeah, I think Elf holds up. I, I will argue that it's one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Um, let me think. So I was never... I was never a big uh, a Christmas story guy. I don't know if you are, Kayla. Um, I enjoy it on its 24-hour run on Christmas Day, but I don't seek it out aside from oh, that. Oh, A Muppet Christmas Carol is absolutely in my top five. It deserves... Okay. It, 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 it legitimately, not kidding around, it deserves its place there. It is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. I don't I mean, I don't know if we're including Die Hard in this conversation if it's a Christmas movie, but we can okay. leave it off for now. This is my thing with Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie because we only talk about Die Hard at Christmas. Okay, well, then I would put that on my list. I'm team Christmas movie for that. Okay. You're team Christmas movie for that? Yeah. Just Okay. Well, then I'd put that on my list too. And then, I don't know. I, I, I'll i get back to you on the fifth. I'm not quite sure which other, whichever one makes it. Those four for sure. Is there something I'm missing that you would put in your list? Well, my number one is Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Home Alone would be in mine too. That's fine. That, that rounds out the top five. I am an 80s baby and 90s kid. I grew up on Home Alone. Same. It will always just remind me of my childhood. I've been to that house three different times. I live in Chicago. It was just a short drive north. Um, I've been inside the house, Cody. Wow, you've been in the Home Alone house? I can't believe I haven't told this story. Very well, why, jealous. Why would this come up on a cheese podcast? Um, Not too late. Quick, quick story. Went up there with my best friend in college. <clears throat> um, We had tickets to see Wicked. Anyway, so she was like, oh, the Home Alone house is in Winnetka. And so we took the train up and got our picture in front of the house. And she was, she was a broadcast journalism major and I was not. And she goes, let's go knock on the door. Cause she's like this investigative, you know, go get her. And I was like, uh, they probably get bothered all the time. Let's not. It happened to be Halloween day. So it wouldn't have been the craziest thing to go knock on the door. Okay. So we go and knock on the door, this sweet old man answers. And we were just like, hi, we're in town from Mizzou blah, blah, blah. Like we love the movie. We wanted to come see the house. He was so nice. After talking to us for a few minutes, he goes, 
Well, I actually went to med school at Mizzou. How about you girls come in? I'll give you a tour. Wow. Look at you. Are you kidding me? Actual home alone house. Yes. Okay. Here's a few little inside inside scoop here. Um, He takes us in the front room. They have a piano with the home alone music book on the piano. He told us that they had to build a track next to the stairs because the stairs don't line up with the front door. So that scene where he, you know, sleds out the front door, they used a um, stunt double and he got knocked out the very first take. They (laughs) built a set of the kitchen. So it wasn't their actual kitchen. And they had to move this family that lived there to an apartment while they filmed. Sure. Um, He said Joe Pesci was really strange and went through all of their drawers and was kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to check. Um, and then he took us in the backyard and they still had the rope hanging from the tree that he cuts. Nice. He said, he said they eventually had to take down the tree house because the neighbor kids were getting in it and it was a liability, but it was so freaking cool. And now it's sold like twice or three times since we met this guy. And now they have a huge gate up and it says no trespassing. So that'll never happen again, but that's my home alone house story. Very cool. Very cool. It's like the people who had to put up the big fence outside the breaking bad house. Like, I don't need people oh. throwing pizzas on my roof anymore. So they put up a gigantic gate. But at least you got once. That's all that matters. You went inside the Home Alone house once. Yeah. Okay, so, so my, what's your vibe check? Oh, oh, and then my other Christmas movie is really fast. Christmas Vacation, obviously. Okay. It's my, we've been watching it since I was a kid. It's my dad's favorite. We are the Griswolds. Um, the Santa Claus, the original. Just watched it with my love kids that. for the first time. I love that movie. I enjoyed it. Um, Elf, and then... For the fifth one, I don't know. I've always loved Miracle on 34th Street. I could name several. I've never seen four Christmases. People tell me that that should be on my list somewhere. It's funny. It's not. I mean, I like watching it during the holidays. It's not probably in my top five. It's not. a. I wouldn't say it's a classic. It's a newer one. It is funny. Love Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. They're great. I'll give it a shot. Definitely. Okay. Um, My vibe check. I know, like you said, I'll never be able to top Taylor the Taylor Patrick comparison, but I'm going to keep my vibe check in the music realm. This is totally random and something I just thought of quickly. Um, I'm going to throw it back Cody to the 1966 hit by Sam and David entitled hold on. I'm coming. Okay. Um, great song, by the way, we did a golden girl sideline routine to that. Nice. <clears throat> I can still perform if you'd like. Uh, I know we've been critical of this team and I, I feel bad. I, We are a great team. And like we've talked about many times, we have higher expectations because we know the talent, we know what they're capable of. But I'm going to stop worrying, even in these close games, because hold on, the team's coming. They're going to come through for us. They're going to play up when they need to. Just wish they did it a little more Um, and not put us in scary situations. But I've decided I am no longer panicking about this team. I know what we're capable of. Once I like, again, we have the league MVP on our team steering the ship. Um, So I'm just done. I'm done panicking. I'm done wasting my energy on being afraid because we have a solid team. We are one of the best in the league and we're going to win out these games. We're going to show out in the playoffs and we're going to get to the Super Bowl. So you're feeling good. That's nice. It's good to have confidence. Going I can't in. laugh. <laughs> or that is what I'm asking again. Santa for for Christmas. Well, that's really nice. I hope you're getting some other stuff too, more tangible things. But at the very least, a Super Bowl win, that's a pretty good Christmas if you ask me. I know the song, Hold On, I'm Coming as a romantic twist, but I'm taking it as the Chiefs are like, you know, hold on, we're coming. We're not going to let you down, Chiefs Kingdom. 
You can be romantic about the Chiefs. I don't think that that's weird. Just as long as you don't rob okay, a bank good. in a wolf costume, we're fine. Deal. <laughs> Just got to draw a line somewhere. That's all that really matters. I don't want to spend the holidays dead. All right. <laughs> um, To bring that full circle. Cody, ready for game predictions? I think so. Okay. Um, I, I do think the Chiefs are going to win. The thing that scares me about Seattle is if you play a bad game, they can beat you on like the Broncos and the Texans. So if you play as weird of a game as you played against those two teams, you can lose. But they're without Lockett. They're one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. Um, Kenneth Walker didn't practice today. Like there's a lot of reasons to wonder whether or not they're going to be at full strength or battling their most. Geno Smith has had a great season. I still think he'll put up some yards on Kansas City. But in the end, I still think they'll win. I think that this is a Sky Moore touchdown game. I don't know why. Oh, I just feel like they've been spreading it out to everybody. And it feels like Sky Moore's just kind of due for one in the end zone. So I'll take Sky Moore to get a touchdown and the Chiefs win 31-24. I like that. I thought Sky was going to get one last weekend. He was close. Yeah. It was close. Um... Okay, I'm obviously going Chiefs winning. Here's my theory. We seem to play really well against like those middle range teams, I feel like. So I'm going to say it is a... Am I crazy to go... You said 31-24? 31-24. I'll go... Trying to decide how high to go, aren't you? I yeah, I I clearly did not write this down before we. Recorded. If it makes you feel better, can't, uh, Seattle's the fourth worst scoring defense in the NFL. They're allowing twenty five point four points per game. Okay, so Chiefs forty. Okay, there you go. Good <laughs> is start. This the game we, is this the game we get forty at home? Well, they like getting forty sometimes. Not done it several done times it this year. We haven't not done it at home. home though. Nope, just on the road. Okay, Christmas miracle, Chiefs forty. Seahawks, 27. <laughs> Raiders, Raiders and <laughs> Lions have both scored 40 against Seattle this year. So I don't think you're crazy. 40 to 27, that's your final score? That's a wild number. Well, then somebody's putting up a big number on offense for you. Jarek McKinnon getting another 100-yard receiving day? Yeah. Kelsey, let's throw him in that mix. It'll be the whole crew, won't it? Let's, yeah, everybody. Touchdowns for everyone. That's the games I like. When everyone gets a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes plays Oprah. We're all getting touchdowns. Well, then I hope that that's what we're talking about next week, that this is the exact type of game we're up against. By the way, we are giving you predictions because, well, I have Christmas stuff with my kids on Friday, so we're going to have to give you a reprieve and give you predictions now. But we'll be back next week, right, Kayla? No worries. Right. Probably should have started with that. Um, yes, we will be taking Friday off. So with that, we hope you all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Cody, anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? No, good luck with any of your stuff over the holiday weekend. I know it can be kind of hectic, but that's why uh, you can all take a breather from a podcast and hopefully we'll all be talking about the Chiefs performing at their peak against Seattle. There we go. I like that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this Wednesday on It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. He is Cody Tapp. I am Kayla Canaram. We will be back with you all next week. Have a wonderful holiday weekend, everybody. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.